0: Thank you for listening to The Issue Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, be sure to catch us every week on all the top streaming platforms. If you want more of The Issue across all exclusive episodes, then subscribe to The Issue Mic'd Up. All the links can be found on our website, and the link to that can be found in the description of the episode. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram, at the underscore issue podcast, and on our Twitter, just at the issue podcast. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Thursday, April 14th, and we have another episode of The Issue here for you. Uh, Tim is not in the studio today. It is just going to be a solo episode here uh, for me. We are going to get into uh, the Derek Carr trade first. Uh, We're going to dive into that. I will have a rant, uh, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Pittsburgh sports, Uh, Steelers, uh, Pirates. And a little bit of Penguins in there, too, uh, at the end. Uh, Just kind of, you know, give a temperature gauge of where we're at right now. After that, we will get into a break. Coming out of the break, into the second segment, I will be opening with a uh, rant on the Chiefs. Um, I saw a statistic earlier this week. Kind of piqued my interest, and uh, I want to talk about it. And then we will finish up with GM Genius this week on the AFC East Uh, So we got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets, Uh, everything that I feel they should address uh, this offseason, going into this season, uh, their top needs, and uh, we will roll through those. Uh, Like I mentioned, Tim is not with me today. He is a little busy. Uh, It is that time of year, though, especially uh, around the college age group of students, I would say. Um, You know, we're real busy towards the end of the semester, so he will be back with us uh, very soon. But for today, I want to open with Derek Carr. Uh, Three years, $121 million, and a no-trade clause. All right, so let's unpack this. The Raiders just went out and spent... They paid him big boy money. Now we've talked... Uh, when we did the AFC West, when we went through GM Genius, this is a hit on our part. We said you need to go pay Derek Carr. You need to find a. You need to reach a deal with him. Give him what he wants. He is the guy that we feel that you know you could build a a solid franchise around this guy. He's a franchise quarterback for sure. And they've started to do that. They add Devonte Adams. Okay, well that's really interesting. Now he has a top tier target to throw to. Not like he you know had bad ones in the past, but now you're getting into that tier of guys that's, okay, wow, They're like this is a game changer, partnered along with that deal, so now he's not going anywhere with the no trade clause. I've seen some differing opinions on this. I heard Stephen A. Smith's opinion uh and he hates it. he said, uh to me, no trade clauses, you have to earn that that's for you know that's for a guy." That's win that he that he wins, you know that that's a no trade clause type of guy, and he said he likes to reserve that for those type of people. Well, I don't really agree with that in that sense because why would you not? I mean, why would you risk your franchise quarterback possibly getting traded as an as the front office as the owner of that team? Why would you possibly want this quarterback that you see? talent potential potential to build around why would you even want the possibility of him being traded so i totally understand it uh from the front office's point of view um trying to not give him up so i don't mind that part uh the money i mean yeah you're spending a lot but that's where you know the current state of the nfl is today all these quarterbacks are getting big deals uh, do I think he deserved it? Yeah, I do. Is he the most talented quarterback in the division? Oh, God, no. No, he is cursed in a division with just a, with loaded quarterbacks. I mean, in division you have Patrick Mahomes, okay, you have Justin Herbert, and oh, now you have Russell Wilson. Okay, so you are in an insanely competitive division quarterbacking wise. You're going to tell me that Russ, you know, isn't going to be great in Denver? He's got the weapons. He's got the protection. He's got everything he needs. Justin Herbert. Dude keeps getting better every year. Patrick Mahomes. Seriously? I mean, do I have to give an explanation? He's going to be a top three quarterback for the next, I don't know, probably ten years. So you're in an extremely tough division. But... You're now showing signs that you can build around this guy. Like I said, you get Devontae Adams. You get Demarcus Robinson. Okay. I mean, and you got, you know, what, four picks this year? They got a third rounder. They got a fourth round. They got a fifth round, and they got a seventh round. The fifth and the seventh are both from uh, New England. So, I mean, in GM Genius, we said it. I wouldn't mind going out and getting another receiver. Go get him another weapon. Really, you could double down on weapons, or another great option, go out and get somebody that can rush the passer on defense. Build that up a little bit. I mean, yeah, I know Max Crosby's great. They just signed Jones, but if you can go get another guy, like a linebacker, like Chad Muma from Wyoming, go give him a look. I think that's somebody that would fit in well. You have to start building on all facets of the team now. So now you have receivers and quarterbacks pretty locked up. And, and Josh Jacobs running the ball, I like him. I think he's a hard runner. Now, I think that linebacker pick would probably be your best option. It would be in your best interest. Because you're going to need to fortify that defense. Just in division, think about the types of offenses that you're going to play. Like I just said, you're going to play the Chiefs twice. You're going to play the Broncos twice. You're going to play the Chargers twice. Those are going to be the three, I mean, probably, but all three of those teams will probably be, I mean, in the top five to six offenses in the entire league this coming year. So you're going to need somebody to to kind of lock it down um, on defense for you. Overall, I do really like the signing. I think this is great for the Raiders. I think it's great for Derek Carr. I mean, we've been saying it all along. We really like Derek Carr here on the show. So, happy for him. Good deal overall. Um, I want to transition into the Pittsburgh sports topics. Um, So, we're going to start with the Steelers. I've seen a good amount of... Of mm, Twitter posts, Instagram posts, even stuff on TikTok really, really hyping up Mitch Trubisky. Now let's just restate this. We've said it from, you know, the day the deal was done on this show that Mitch is a bridge quarterback kind of guy. He's not the type of guy that is going to lead the franchise to the promised land. He's not a franchise quarterback. I don't think that's the Steelers' intentions with this. So can we please stop it with the, oh, the Steelers are going to are gonna win the AFC North this year? Really? It's going to be a hyper-competitive division. And quite honestly, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't see... I'd see... Mitch at his maximum, his absolute ceiling. I see the Steelers winning nine games. I mean, think about it. Our linebacking core couldn't really stop their run last year. We were bottom of the league in run defense. The secondary showed signs of weakness. I don't think Edmonds is the guy. um, And you haven't made a move on anybody yet. So I would say we need to fix that. Um, You still can't run the ball. I understand there's been a couple pickups on the offensive line so far. But, I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. And Mitch Trubisky, yeah, he's a solid bridge quarterback. I like the deal. I like him being here for a year to two years. Until you can draft a guy. Don't draft him this year. If the Steelers take a quarterback this year, I will be astounded. Next year is the obvious year to draft a quarterback. It's a loaded draft class next year for quarterbacks. So Mitch is just going to have to be the guy that steers the ship kind of in the right direction, kind of keeps him afloat, eight wins, nine wins, until next year. You know, do middle of the road, get get some draft picks, acquire some draft capital, and hey, move up. Move up in the draft next year. Show The Steelers, you are allowed to trade up like everybody else does. You can trade up and go get a quarterback in next year's draft. So that's how I feel about Mitch. That's how I feel about the Steelers' current uh, situation right now. Uh, let's transition to the Pirates. They signed Cabrian Hayes, um, and they are, uh, what, 2-3 and three this year through five games. Now, I like the signing. I think he's going to be really good. But I also think he's going to be way too good to be on the Pirates. I mean, think about it. What happens to our young talent here? They play with us for a few years or until their contract's up, and then they go elsewhere. I think this is a guy that's almost too good for this organization. And they don't really have anybody else that they're paying to, you know, build a lineup around them. Still very, very subpar pitching. I understand Brian Reynolds is pretty good, but I could honestly see him being traded in the next two to three months before the deadline. So, oh, and by the way, they'll probably trade him for like four or five prospects. Not even anybody with, you know, big league experience. Uh, It'll be something along those lines. Um... We don't really talk about the Pirates much. It's weird. I don't. I don't have much to say on them other than I mean they're kind of right about where I thought they would be. They stole a game from the Cubs, um, which was you know, props to you. It's not going to happen. I, I Chicago's not the best this year. I could honestly see that being more of a divisional team that Pirates are more prone to beating this year. But overall, um, kind of right about where we expected the the hitting the The top of the lineup looks all right. Um, still not. It's just still not showing any flashes to me. You know, when I watch other games, when I watch the Dodgers play, when I watch Houston play, they it, it's very flashy. You can see the talent. It's right in front of your face. It's it's really hard to not see the talent. Turn on a Pirates game. It's, it's boring. I don't know. Um, in other news, though, we're going to get into the Penguins real quick. They, uh, they've kind of been on a little bit of a downslide, but honestly, I think they've been playing some good hockey. They've been losing really close games, um, but they've also been, you know, showing flashes. They're they are inconsistent. We said it on the show probably uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe. Uh, Tyler Bursick was on. He talked about it. It's just like, they'll go out and they'll win five to six games. Looks like nobody can take them down. And then they play the Rangers and lose. And then they go on this tear where, you know, they drop like three straight to the avalanche. Which I understand is a very exciting young hockey team. Play well. But still. If you're gonna to want to compete for the cup, you're gonna to have to beat them at some point. But for the most part, I will say the Penguins look solid. They have the best; they're the next Pittsburgh. They're the, they have the best chance to win any type of championship from any team from Pittsburgh currently. They have better odds than the Steelers and the Pirates. So you know, might as well ride with the Pens while we can. Um, you know, Crosby's playing great. Um, Malkin is you know doing enough he's not having one of his slumps where he just doesn't do anything where he looks non-existent so um things are looking pretty good for the pens i'm excited for for playoff hockey um and i'm also excited for gm genius which will be coming up in the second segment we will go over the afc east and all of the needs there uh, for the teams and i will intro the segment with a little rant on the chiefs don't go anywhere Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Issue. This episode is brought to you by Phoenix or FNX. It's almost summertime. Go out and get all your supplements you need to keep you in the gym. Burn those love handles. Let's get out on the beach this summer, guys. Thank you for listening to The Issue. Again, go use code TJ2022 for 15% off your purchase. Thank you, guys. What's up? We are back. It is the second segment here on a Thursday morning. Um, I am by myself in the studio. So that means the weather report is up to me for this uh, start of the second segment. Usually Tim gives his weather report. It is currently drizzly, cloudy, you know, lots of precipitation we don't normally care for. But nevertheless, we got a good second segment to get to you. Um, I'm going to start off with a, a little bit of a rant on the Chiefs, and then I'm going to get into GM Genius. Uh, probably the reason why you're listening to the second segment. It is one of our favorite segments to do, especially this time of the year. Kind of get a feel for where everybody's at in the offseason. Uh, go through every single division and really break it down. But I want to start with the, with the Chiefs. So... They go out, and they trade Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five picks. Now, this is just a little bit of a cautionary tale to the Chiefs in, hey, when you give up your number one guy, a lot of times the receiving gets pretty bad. Look at the Steelers. Now, we didn't exactly give up A.B. His situation was a little more complicated than that. But, when he left, and Juju had to take over the role of wide receiver one, didn't look too good for Pittsburgh there for a while. Yeah, we got Deontay Johnson now, and but he was still developing. And I just want to give a little brief warning of caution to Chiefs kingdom and say it's not going to look the same, I don't think. Now, yes, I don't think this is going to be a huge problem for Patrick Mahomes. He's one one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We'll give our rankings probably in a couple of weeks. But he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, top three, top two. So... I think he's going to be able to find his secondary targets. I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue for him. But this is the stat that caught my attention. Saw it this week. Uh, It is the most receiving yards since 2016 among players in the NFL. Kind of shocking. Travis Kelsey led the list. A tight end. Want to know who he was above? Devonte Adams, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Mike Evans. Kelsey was at the top. Now, I think he's still going to be a big weapon for Kansas City. By no stretch of the imagination will he ever not be a big weapon for Patrick Mahomes. He's one of his favorite targets. But when you have to double Tyreek Hill, that leaves Travis Kelsey open a lot. Well, now you don't have to double Tyreek. Juju is now listed on their depth chart as a wide receiver one. So we've already seen him not be able to handle the pressure of being a wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. I have my doubts. I know Patrick will be fine, but I don't think it's going to be up to par and, like, the same the same feel as years in the past. I mean, when you give up a guy like Tyreek Hill, things tend to change. That's all I got. Um, let's get into GM Genius uh, on the AFC East, and let's go. All right, so we are going to start with the Bills. We're going to go most talented to least talented, how I felt, uh, at least when I constructed this list. So with the Bills, the first thing they need to do is they need to take pressure off of Josh Allen, whatever you can. He had to lead your team in rushing and passing in almost every single game last year. Not to mention the fact that the offensive line, you know, could use some help. They could build that up a little bit. I mean, he was like Superman a little bit, down the stretch especially. The offensive line started kind of fall apart for him. He was moving around a lot, increased his rushing yards. Um, but, you know, that's not always where you want your quarterback to be. You don't want him to have to put his body on the line all the time. So that leads me into my second piece of advice here for the Bills. Draft Zion Johnson, a guard from Boston College. They have the 25th pick. Bills have eight picks this year. With your first one, your pick number 25, go get Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College. You need to protect Josh Allen at all costs. From there, I would say you have to defense or draft some defensive help. Um, you can either do that with Kingsley uh, Ingabear. He is a edge rusher from South Carolina, or you could even go out and get Matthew Butler. Uh, He's a defensive tackle from Tennessee. I think either one of these guys are going to be able to help out on defense, kind of plug some of those holes, um, and also go get after the quarterback. You can never hurt by improving your pass rush. Going and getting the other team's quarterback, making him feel uncomfortable, forcing him into mistakes, it helps the... I could argue the defensive end and edge rusher and having a good linebacker to go get the quarterback could be like the most important piece of a defense. We saw it in TJ Watt. I mean, plain and simple. Okay, moving on. We're going to go to the Dolphins now. So the first thing, you're going to have to find a way to overcome paying Tyreek Hill so much money. We just talked about, uh, you know, Hill leaving the Chiefs. Now, with the Dolphins... They spent a lot for him. Big contract. You're going to have to find a way to overcome that because you're going to start getting thin in other places. Like Tim said, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Be careful paying a wide receiver top money like that. Because, you know, this salary cap league is tough. We've seen some teams go out and pay the wrong guy a lot of the times. And Miami's just kind of starting to get it together now, too. They have a really good roster. Do I think they're Super Bowl ready this year? No. But could I see it in the next two to three years? Absolutely. Um, So you need to find a way to get past that big lump sum of money that just went out um, to Tyreek Hill. So the second thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go draft Cole Strange. He's a center from Chattanooga. Uh, If you can get him really start to fortify that offensive line a little more uh, he's a great run blocker I was watching a little bit of film on him gets off the ball really quick and insanely strong uh, he's going to be somebody that will obviously help the pass protection a lot but like I said clear holes so that you don't have to solely rely on to his arm because we've seen what happens when you have to put all of your trust into his arm it's not exactly the greatest The third thing I would do if I were the Dolphins, uh, go draft Pierre Strong Jr. He's a running back at South Dakota State. Um, You can probably pick him up with your 125th pick. I like that. If you can go get a running back, and like I said, take the pressure off of Tua. Go get yourself a center. Go get yourself a running back. And do what you need to do so that you don't have to put every single game into the hands of Tua and Tyreek Hill because we've we've all seen the memes at this point Tyreek Hill like oh you know going from Mahomes to Tua is like going from a Lamborghini to a used 2001 Honda Civic so go get go get a running back go get somebody that can clear holes for the running game because you're going to have to become real two dimensional all right, third, let's get to the Patriots. Everything I have for the Patriots, I don't have any advice. I just have draft, draft, draft. I have three guys that I think would immediately improve the way things are going in New England. I'd say the top, the first two are coming in ready to play. The first one, if you can get Kenyon Green, he's a guard from Texas A&M and protect Mac Jones. You don't want a young quarterback like that getting absolutely dinged up in his first couple years. We all know what happened with Andrew Luck. I'm not saying that's going to be the same. I'm not saying the Patriots' offensive line is that bad, but they're not exactly great. I think they were 17th or... hmm, They were bottom half of the league in offensive line. They're 17th or like... Anywhere from 17 to 20. So if you can go get Kenyon Green, that does fortify some things. It gives you more options in both the passing and the running game. Uh, the second thing I would do would go draft Jalen uh, Petre. He is the safety at Baylor. Look, New England's secondary last season was a little rough. Um... You kind of saw him get beat over the top a lot. They were getting torched. You go pick him up. Jalen Pedre from Baylor. I think that really locks things down. I think it helps your team tremendously. Just in the fact that you don't have to rely on Mac Jones to keep you in a shootout. Because your secondary can't keep up. Third thing I would do. Draft. Clear elam he's a cornerback from florida like i said anything you can do to improve the secondary both of those picks should be used on secondary i would say go get protection for mac jones and then after that you need to fix that defense bill belichick does defense and we've seen kind of a decline with these defensively coached teams a lot of teams moving off of their defensive head coaches so I think something that Bill Belichick is going to want to do is kind of reprove himself by building that elite defense again. Um, but at the same time, you can't forget about one of the most important things is protecting your quarterback. Yes, I know Cincinnati got to a Super Bowl without it. That's an anomaly. There are many ways to get to a Super Bowl. There's a ton of different schemes, philosophies. That one seemed to work this year, but... I'd say the safer approach and more realistic approach is go get a guy to protect your franchise quarterback, so that he's not scraping his bones up off the field after every play. And then if you're the Patriots, you got to get the secondary right. Now to the Jets, um, you could make a page like probably four to five miles long of everything the Jets need, from front office changes to you know people you should draft. I have everybody they should draft um the last one you'll see so the first thing if you can get cave thibodeau he's the edge rusher from oregon they have the fourth pick okay if you can get if you can get a good edge rusher like that really start to fortify things on defense and not really sort of fortify things but build put your pieces in the right direction we'll say for the jets <laughs> yeah um I think that's something good that, that you can build around on a defense because they can get in the backfield. They can stop the run. They can get after the pass. Uh, really get after it with the pass rush. Excuse me. That's a that's a really valuable spot. And if he's there at, at the fourth pick, which I'm assuming he probably will be, you got to draft him. The next thing, you have to draft Drake London. He's a wide receiver from USC and you pick number 10 so you have two picks within the f- first 10 picks of the draft you should be able to get two really elite elite players and Drake London is one of the top receivers in the draft this year and it is a loaded receivers class so if you can go get yourself a receiver a, a really good weapon that you're going to be able to have Zach Wilson throw to that would be ideal Because, I mean, we all know that Zach Wilson needs help. Doesn't look like he does too good without it. So I would say, go get yourself a receiver. Go get yourself a weapon for him. But like I said, build that defense first with the edge rusher. The third and final thing the Jets should do in their next draft pick, (laughs) just draft the best talent there is. With the rest of your picks. I don't care what position they are. They're probably better than the guys that you have. So go find the most talented guy every single time you pick and just draft them. Obviously, don't do anything stupid. Like draft a punter with your last pick. I don't know. It's, it's something I see the Jets doing. But just go get. This team is devoid of it. They have none. So if you can kind of get things going in the right direction. Get a little momentum. Kind of revitalize the city or the fan base a little bit. I don't know. Oh, and you know it's bad. When I was looking, you know, around at some different resources. And kind of browsing what I would make my final pick. You know what the top headline was on the Jets' website? That the team is really finding their way with their new nutritionist. Huh, well, isn't that great? That's how you know you're uh, in the presence of a great team and some uh, exciting, hard-hitting news when you go to their website and that's the first breaking headline. I don't know. I don't think that'd be on the Steelers' website today. I don't think that'd be on the Los Angeles Rams website today. But, you know, be excited. You know, New York Jets, they just, you know what, guys? They hit on a nutritionist today. It's a big... Pay that, man. Gotta pay them. Keep them in the city. You know, it'll be hard to do. We'll get through one to two seasons and be like, ugh, this is a little rough. Anyway, I'm done ripping on the Jets. And uh, that is all... That I got for you today. So, guys, thank you for listening. Go check out some of the uh, stuff on Instagram. That is at the underscore issue podcast. Then go over to Twitter. is just at the issue podcast. Uh, We got our TikTok, which is the issue underscore podcast. It gets confusing, but all of the links are in our link tree. The link tree is in the description of this episode. So you're already here if you're listening to me. Go down to the description of the episode. Hit that link tree. Uh, It'll take you to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Uh, We got it all. So go check everything out. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Issue.